an initiative of Franciscan University of Steubenville. Faithandreason.com. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Jesus had just emerged from the banks of the Jordan where that heavenly voice had confirmed his mission and said, this is my beloved son, listen to him. And what does he do? One would think that he would launch his public ministry, you know, away all boats, attack, you know, this is the moment. But he goes into the desert. He goes into the desert for 40 days before beginning that public ministry. Now, he was really helping us understand the importance of this very special period that we are in right now, Lent. It is a period of preparation. It is a period of purgation. It's a period of mortification. Mortification, mortis, from the word death itself. And let me tell you, being in a desert, I, I can say this firsthand, by the way. You feel like you're dying. You really do. It, it sucks the living life out of you. You, you feel it. You, with each passing hour, you feel like you're going down and down. My goodness, I'm dying. And you are, you know. Very important to send the brain that message, you know, hydrate or you will die. But Jesus was out there 40 days now. He was the new Israel. Israel, you know, there was God, just like the voice confirming the Lord in the Jordan. There was God leading them out of Egypt, leading them through the Red Sea, already demonstrating his providence and his love. And there they are in the desert. And what are they doing? Whining and moaning and grumbling and, and doubting his providential care. And what do they do? They wreck uh, calves, you know, uh, idols to worship. How sad that was compared to the new Israel who did not moan, who did not whine, who did not look to idols to save him, but put his faith and trust in God. Jesus it's also the new Adam because the tempter came. He came at the lowest point of that desert experience, near the very end of it, where he must have been famished. And looking out at that harsh, parched land, those rocks must have kind of resembled the shape of ancient world bread, you know? And there he is, he hits them with a weakness, you know? Command that these stones be turned into bread. Uh, and, and here Jesus, by the way, you should always remember this too. The devil can quote scripture to suit his purposes. He can quote scripture. It's why we do need a magisterium of the church to authentically interpret it. And temptations may come our way through our own self, justifying what we're doing through scripture, but we may be entirely wrong. And that is so important to understand. Jesus, resist that temptation. Give them, why? Give them bread and circuses was the old um, way of life in ancient Rome in order to what? Maintain your power, feed the masses, give them a quid, and they will give you your vote and your support. Sound familiar? Mm, okay. Uh, let's move on to the 
next temptation. And there, you know, the devil takes Jesus up on the high mountain and shows him all the kingdoms of the world. Worldly power. Why is it that the elites of our culture want desperately to control us, want to take away our freedom, and want you to totally depend on them? I, I just have a theory. It, it, Makes them feel godlike. <laughs> Look at those ignorant masses, you know. They turn to me. I'm exercising power over them. And it is a temptation. It is one that we must resist. The Lord came to make us free, not to enslave us. He had the power to enslave us, but he would not compel us. He only invites us to love him. And Jesus rejects that temptation. And what is the final one? You know, it's, it's up on the temple and it's saying, you know, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down. The Lord, God isn't going to lose his only begotten son, you know. He'll send his angels to catch you right before you hit the ground. You know, there'll be no splat. But what is he saying? Doubt the providence of God in your life. He really doesn't love you. You're not so special. Look, you feel like you're dying out here, you know? Uh, he's far away. He must be busy. So you got to prove that he loves you. Test him. Test God. Demand a sign. It is a weak faith that demands a sign. R remember that. We kind of live in a little micro-culture where we want to confirm everything we do by God's divine sanction. Lord, I, I want to see those 40 flowers outside my door if I'm to, you know, go to lunch with this guy or that gal, you know. Um, that's a weak faith because in a real sense, what has he given us? He has given us scriptures, and he has given us tradition, and he has shown us the way and the truth and the life. He's given us a brain, and he wants us to use that. So to test God, do you really love me? Well, if you do show it, that's actually such an insult to God. Because we know he loves us. He brought us into being. He brought us out of nothing. He has loved us from the moment of our conception. And he will love us to the moment of our natural death. And love us, please God, with his mercy in heaven at that heavenly banquet. Let us prepare as Jesus did. He showed us the way. This period of time is special. It is not an end in itself. It is to prepare, to celebrate the Paschal Feast that you and I can be more like Christ and witness to him. And that is so important in a world that desperately needs him. Amen. An initiative of Franciscan University of Steubenville, faithandreason.com. Be transformed by the renewal of your mind.